Guys, it's a groundbreaking day in corporate lunch history. Uh, Episode 15. This is what we've been calling around the workplace the Mobilaji episode. <laughs> Finally. So I need to set the stage a little bit here. There's something weird about corporate lunch, and I'm going to tell you what it is. What's weird about corporate lunch, the podcast, is that while it is from the beating heart of GQ style, it has been absent one really crucial ingredient, and its name is Mobilaji. Mobilaji is the fashion director of GQ Style. He's often mentioned on Corporate Lunch, but he has not yet appeared. So you all know Sam Hyde Productions, obviously. Uh, Lily Guxanen, who uh, has has uh, moved on to brighter pastures uh, than GQ Style. You guys met her. Um, now, Mobilaji is really, I have to say, I'm allowed to say this, um, GQ Style like kind of ain't shit. Without Mobilaji. As the fashion director, he is the he styles everything we do and he just has everything to do with the look, feel, vibes, and flyness of the quarterly magazine known as GQ Style. Mobilaji. First of all, what's up, Noah? Hey. Noah up? is here, but this is just not it's not back. about you today, dude. Just it's kicking not. back extremely modestly. I don't know if the, I don't know if you're gonna be comfortable with this, but today is not about you. <laughs> um Mobilaji, just Introduce yourself to the people. Tell us uh, your your name and what you're wearing. <laughs> Who are you um, wearing? <laughs> like what, dude? What are you wearing? <laughs> my name is my name is Mobilaji, <laughs> and I'm wearing I'm wearing a sweater because it's cold outside. I gotta cover my neck. <laughs> but all, all jokes aside, what's what's the deal out there, world? I can't see what I'm talking to. Mm. 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 That's a little crazy for me, but that's cool. Uh, you just corporate lunch for me. That's why I'm I'm down here trying to eat. <laughs> you're just gonna talk, <laughs> and whoever comes comes. Um, Mobilaji, can you tell us a little bit about the arc of your career before the fateful day you and I met for uh, diet cokes and beers and started talking about GQ style? Who um, are you, and where'd you come from? Oh, I was gonna say that the fateful day we met. We met when I was like 22, dogs. Yeah, I was 22 yeah. as well. Yeah. So like two years ago, two three years ago. <laughs> two three yeah, years yeah. ago. Um. Yeah, man. I've uh before here I was working at the Fader for like a decade, uh doing all their styling freelance. Um <laughs> gotta make sure I put that freelance in there. <laughs> People are like you're the Fader for ten years? I'm like no On contract dogs. <laughs> Not dogs, not every day. Hello. Would I have lasted ten years? Mobilaji so. doubt one thing one thing you guys need to know about Mobilaji is he uh cannot be pinned down. Nah. No. <laughs> uh, okay, so so you did a lot of styling for the fader. Yeah, the fader. What, what were the are, fader those vibes? Are, those were great days, what man. What were the Like, what were the, the clothes? Fader like? vibes. Fader vibes were dope, man. Uh, with the fader, I would pick a country, and I would uh, actually I would pick a country, and they would send me there with two bags of designer clothes, and I would street cast people, and uh, yeah, it was fun. And a man. photographer. Yeah, yeah, of right? course. And okay. a photographer, you had to. <laughs> I would just street them. cast people, <laughs> dress them, be like, "Damn, man, you look fly," and just keep just walking. Bounce. Yeah, it's a, a very abstract project. Definitely a photographer. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I went to like twenty-five countries with the fader. What you uh, went to? Like, was it Kazakhstan? Nah. Uzbekistan? Nah. You went to some place. <laughs> some stand. Some, mm. some place. I went to Ukraine. No, not the Ukraine. But Ukraine wasn't as as known as it was 
until after Ukraine got popping. Right. But I but I went to Ukraine was like a stand ten years ago. Yeah. No, you we took a stand well when you went Ukraine there. Ukraine a stand. Ukraine. Yeah. <laughs> true. Because nobody knew before the revolution. I think not like that. And and then you also do costume design, film work. Oh right? yeah, yeah. I also do costume design, film work. Uh, I have a film. I have a film on Netflix called Queen of Katwe with uh, Lupita Nyong'o. And, uh, I believe that's a that's a Disney project, right? Yeah, yeah, that is Disney. We okay. out here. That's the <laughs> that's the next level Working corporate lunch major, right there. Major studios. <laughs> yeah, if if you know if you still know people at Disney, will you tell them about me and Noah? <laughs> <laughs> Said, uh, maybe we get some corporate dinners up in here. Yeah, we could like I don't know, write press yeah, releases, a, edit some stuff. That's corporate franchise. house allowance, yo. Yeah. Get these dinners. Corporate per diem. <laughs> yeah. I want a franchise, man. I want action figures. You know what I mean? Like kids' it clothes. Have, like slouchy double breasted <laughs> yeah. coat action figure. Yeah. Skate a skateboard. Come you on. could like switch out the skateboards on the Noah Johnson <laughs> action figure. Um what was the deal with with costume designing? Um because you were, you guys were where you guys were in Uganda for several months. Yeah, we're in Uganda and uh South Africa. It was amazing. I mean, the first film I did was a film, I'm not going to get into that, but I did a film called Mother of George, which was a film about uh, African immigrants in in Brooklyn, in New York, and it was all African garments. By the way, Mobilaji Daudu is not a changed name out of consciousness or anything. I actually... I'm from Nigeria. <laughs> got that, got that, we got that dual citizenship going on. Yeah. I've you know? seen the Nigerian passport, so you're saying that's not like your Fort Green name or something? No, 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 Authentic. Nah. Um, it's an artisanal experience. Yeah. So, so, uh, no, nah, it was cool, man. By the way, Queen of Katwe is a film by uh, director Mir Naya about a real story about a uh, girl in the in the slums of uh, Kampala, Uganda, who becomes a world chess champion. True story, y'all. It's getting a, that corporate lunch. It, it is a. <laughs> we, you're gonna hear me say corporate. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to get the rhythm. Sam Hine <laughs> Sam Hines directing Mr. Dowdy to stop slapping the corporate lunch table. Yeah, man, that's um, you know? About to have a food fight. Okay, so the first time I saw the, rhythms. the first time I saw Queen of Cotway, right? Um, I just had my phone, my iPhone ready. Were we flying to Uganda? Uh, no, we were flying somewhere. It okay. wasn't Uganda. Um. I had my phone ready as the credits were rolling. And then, like, <laughs> it's like costume design, Mobilaji Daudu. And I took, like, a burst of photos and sent, like, texted them, four of them to you. And you're like, yeah, that's what happens in the credits. I'm the, <laughs> I'm the costume. It's, it actually says my name and everything. Yeah, but you don't. But sometimes. I'm just saying a masthead is cool, but a masthead ain't shit compared yeah, to that, that it's credit crazy. scroll. It's crazy because, you know, you you negotiate with the film production yeah of where your name goes yeah. on them. You, so you, your you name don't want to be, be at the speed end. joint this you know the speed joint you don't want to be scrolling only at the end yeah you want to be in the beginning <laughs> where of the only joint. where only your mom sees it exactly. you're in a nice font with like the oh, extra no. color and oh shit. no no, no, no. Special it, had, thanks. it had yeah. the full it had the full it was in the like queen of conway like oh, the, ha- the hand-drawn here. font yeah it was out here yeah. top 15 20 yeah <laughs> for sure um so how did you get into like fashion world oh styling hold, hold world. on i gotta i gotta plug i gotta put a plug i have another film coming out two more films coming out. i gotta plug this because you know um i have a film coming uh, out it's really funny that you work here and you're you're, <laughs> you're like i gotta take this pr opportunity <laughs> to plug my shit Damn. i gotta i gotta plug you know what i'm saying um 
I have a film coming out called Monster that's a Sundance and starring. Uh, I gotta plug this because you know we just had our man ASAP Rocky on the cover. It's ASAP Rocky, Jennifer Hudson, Jeffrey Wright. It's about a. It's a book about a, a dude in Harlem who kind of gets caught up in the system. It's called Monster. Anthony so Mandler. A, exactly. Directed by Anthony Mandler. Anthony Mandler uh, directed a ton of all of your favorite hip hop videos. Seriously, though. among other things, like you didn't grow up classic, classic Mandler. stuff. Yeah. All right, now th- save your other plug for Thirteen Vibes. There, okay. We have a whole plug <laughs> section. Okay. I know this is your first time on Corporate Lunch. I'm this excited. Is, we got a real structure. <laughs> I'm excited. I got a microphone yeah, in front of me. Yeah. Some headphones on. Um, actually, I'm gonna before we back up to ask how you got into fashion. Can you tell me a little bit about how how you would describe or how you think of or what you put into the fashion of GQ style? What's well, it about? Man, GQ style is about being your best you. Uh-huh. Um what's it about, man? It's really about being comfortable and being your best you above anything. And then it's about taste, you know? But being your best you, you should have a little bit of taste. That's right. But um yeah, I've I would I would sum it up like that, you know. I think for me, clothes are secondary. It's really about being your best you, whatever that means. And then after that, you own the clothes and you dictate how people see the clothes because you're wearing them. It right. seems so. crucial, like that, you honed your chops at the fader, traveling around the world on the sort of like on the go, very independently, street casting, like working with real people. Because that's kind of what, you you know, these aren't people that were, like, made and uh, designed to be Pampered. wearing clothes. Oh, no, and yeah. like, these are people that, like, I might meet at the toy store, and they have 10 minutes. I take them on the side of the mall in the middle of Malaysia and shoot them. Like, I got stories for days, man. I got but stories. it seems like you also approach, like, I mean, we've shot some top talent, like Brad Pitt. Who is is all the same? <laughs> but it seems like one of the keys to to what one of the keys I think that like is apparent in in Mobilaji's touch and in the photos and in the style that is expressed in them is like that sensitivity to like people are just people and you just make them the best they can be whether it's somebody you met like you said in the toy store or whether it's Brad Pitt on top of a sand dune. I can confirm that Mobilaji as a as a human and as a stylist treats everyone the same. So there's a little bit of it's rare in this in this business. I mean, it's hard. It's a hard thing to do in a way. That means if he street cat in the current issue of GQ style, you should check if you want to see what we're talking about when we're talking about street styling. Check out the story that we shot in Lagos, Nigeria, um, where we went to Felakuti Shrine. And there's a there's just y'all better know who Felakuti is. Yeah, we're not going to explain that. Google that joint. This is yeah, this is corporate launch. It's elevated listenership. Um, we went to Fela Shrine and cast kids who hang out there and dress them. And Mobilaji elevates them, but he also, you know, he treats those kids like they deserve to shine. And he also treats celebrities like they're kind of just kids. <laughs> Mobilaji, I don't want to give away all the math, you know what I mean? But he will uh, suggest that somebody try something on and then just be like, nah, take that off. <laughs> <laughs> And he may or may not be holding a sandwich when he says it. I'm That's like, dude, crucial you can, too. Uh, yeah. You don't want to put something on and have somebody look at you and go. Uh, He's like, nah, take that off. And I'm like, dude, 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 go easy. <laughs> but it's um, yeah, you treat everybody the same, dude. Okay, but can we talk a little bit about pushing people 
like whether that's you know somebody you're styling for the magazine or street street styling or just your everyday style the things that you react to it's like people are pushing it a little bit like there's nothing safe about what we do stylistically it's not crazy it's not gaudy it's super tasteful um (laughs) i think some of what we do is a little bit safe yeah i think it's a little bit safe i think yeah i think it's i think it's safe but i think we're open that's how I would describe well, it. Well, safe doesn't mean yeah. boring also. Yeah. Or like true safe that. means true different that. thing. True that. I'm yeah. often one-track-minded. Sorry. It feels like what we have been able to accomplish, if I can get up on the high horse for a second, is with Mobilaji's help, crucially, has been that sweet spot where something is super interesting, a, a, a big like idea that may be challenging, and a fashion statement in the in familiar terms you know what i mean yeah without alienating without um you know feeling like we're in the pocket of somebody else or we have some other interest and without um being pretentious right and so there's this balance between like what men's fashion magazines have historically done in the u.s and then what men's fashion magazines do in europe yeah and then um we kind of filled this void that i think didn't really exist now this is all to say, I think Mobilaji crucially helped shape what that looks like. Yeah. When worn. From the beginning. I w- so if I could just, that's just some praise for you, not a okay, question I, for you. I, I appreciate but that. But you should respond to it. I appreciate that very much, Noah. You know, at GQ Style, we don't use, we don't very often use models, you know? Yeah. And I think uh, one of the one of the hardest things being a stylist is to not be stuck on your ideals. You know, when you use models, they are models. They are there to model what wear you whatever pick, you whatever you them. pick. If you say, yo, wear that hanger and let me see you put it through your tooth real quick. Yeah. I mean, you might get a lawsuit. I'm going to try my best. I'm going to try my best. Um, Yeah. So I think that, you know. And uh, when I when I started this, I talked about how I, th- before clothes and everything, it's about people feeling comfortable, you know. I think, I think that, uh, yeah, I think not not getting stuck with your ideals because, you know, it's imp- for for me for us. I think it's important for the people that we're shooting to feel comfortable yeah. with what they're wearing, you know. Not so, just so that they are like happy, but also so that they can do that thing you mentioned earlier, which is own the clothes. Exactly. You know, we like to push them. We like to push them as far as sometimes it does not work out. Kind of rare. But, you yeah. Know, but it d- sometimes it doesn't work out. And I'll be like, all right. You always. You, you always go ahead and wear that white button down if you want and be safe. Yeah, I've seen it a million times. In these fittings or these shoots, you not only are open to the uh, opinion of the subject, you often solicit it. Which one do you like better? Is there uh-huh. any. You'll be like, is, which one yeah, of these yeah. things do you yeah, like better? Is exactly. there something on the rack that's jumping out at you? Or like, how do, how do you feel about those versus these? Because we can go in either direction. Very flexible. And then and then that's crucial to them owning the clothes in a way. Exactly. And I want to go back to the statement I said about not using models. For all you, For all the folks out there, realize that when you have a model, they can wear anything. So you can take quote-unquote fashion from here to the moon they have a model person's figure which means that the clothes that we're using from the runway are for their figures when we have celebrities i just want people to realize 
the levels the levels of yeah. where we're going Ch- right unique challenges like you can't just put anything on someone yo Brad Pitt is Brad Pitt. <laughs> Brad Pitt is Brad Pitt. ASAP Rocky is ASAP Rocky. You just can't put something on them dudes because They're you not like it. Because yeah. you like it. Because you woke up and like. Saw a runway you, show. Yeah, you, you woke yeah. up and saw a runway show and like you can't get out of your head. You know, it's really. That's why I say it's truly a balance of like, you know, your ideals and every, you know, your ideals and making that person feel comfortable. It's like going on a trip with somebody. Yeah, exactly. You gotta like you you're trying to get from A to B, but you gotta you gotta be down for when they gotta stop and go to the bathroom. Or when they wanna go to the museum. They wanna go to the museum, they're thirsty. You wanna sleep. Yeah, you wanna take a nap. Like, I don't wanna go to And it's not uh like not for nothing. This can be like powerful shit. Like the bond I'm a always comes back from these shoots and he's like boys with whoever we were shooting. Yeah. They're like texting for weeks later. Shout like, out to wh- Connor wh- McGregor. Whoever it, whoever it is. <laughs> if anybody needs to reach Connor McGregor, and hit I would, up Mobilizer. And since I'm just doling out the compliments today, I would say it's because Mobilizer is insanely charming and uh, charismatic and just a fun person to be around. But I also think you take people to a place, like it gets somewhere emotional with people, I think. <laughs> when Deep It's connection. just putting clothes on, perhaps. Perhaps it is. But you, it starts to bring in feelings of confidence and insecurity and it in things I feel like can get quickly kind of uh, emotional no, even it gets, if it is I, just close. I think it gets respectful because I'm gonna bring that out again, which is something that people don't think about. A lot of people have ideals, and a lot of people are used to stylists pushing their ideals on them, and they don't treat them like human beings. They treat them like models. You know, yeah. we like to treat people as our peeps. You know, they've given their time. You know, to be in the magazine, to be open to us are ex- expressing ourselves. I think it's very important that we respect them. We try to push them. But, you know, we that's why I say I have to go back. It's, yo, GQ style is about being your best you and being comfortable. Plus, the the people that we shoot are people that, that we've chosen because we like their personal style. Yeah. So we're not trying to take them someplace too far afield. We're trying to, like, uh, find a new expression, merge their personal style with what what we're talking about for that issue. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to take it back. Let's do the Mobilaji Dow. You got Sorry. You got to take it back to Nigeria because okay. it all comes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I'm going to take it back to the Mobilaji Dow uh, origin story. You were born in? I was born in Richmond, Virginia. Richmond, Virginia. And I went back to Nigeria. And then you moved to? And I was five weeks old. I moved back to Lagos, Nigeria. Yep. That's why I like flying because I was five weeks on my first flight. <laughs> <laughs> You should see my first passport, yo. I look like a gremlin, yo. My mom holding me up. <laughs> a <little> five-week-old <laughs> gremlin. No, it had to be like three weeks because yeah. it probably needed two weeks to process that joint. You know <laughs> All right. So uh, at five weeks old, you moved to Lagos. Yeah. And then you're in Lagos until? Ten. Ten years old, and then you moved to Virginia. Yeah. And you went to you grew up. You went to high school. I went from Lagos, Nigeria to Richmond, Virginia. Talk about? Worlds apart. What? Yeah. I All right. Heard, yeah. So what kind of what what was your vibe in high school? Oh, sports, my, chasing girls, making mm, art, doing push-ups. All the above. Playing video games. In some ways, in some some ways all the above. Definitely chasing girls quietly or maybe not so quietly. And others Not really eyes. chasing, yeah, low-key. Yeah. <laughs> creeping. <laughs> low-key creeping. <laughs> no, but in high school I I worked at uh I was actually the president of DECA. Which is like I don't know whether you had DECA in schools, no. marketing club. 
So like I was in fashion marketing in high school. Early and start. I, wow. And I worked at um, I worked at uh, the Gap. So I was you know. In the mix. Gap Kids, rather. I didn't work at Gap. I worked at Gap Kids. And what were you wearing? I was wearing like Gap button down. Uh, what do you call it? Button down Oxfords with jeans and like Skecher boots. Skecher boots. Dude was out here. Oh yeah. yeah, I was straight preppy. No, when I sure. met you at twenty two, little baggy, little baggy. What were the influences then, like music wise or or pop uh, culture wise or probably whatever? R and B of the nineties, yo. Just the regular. Probably R and B, hip hop. Jodeci. What? Forever, my lady. <laughs> <laughs> Mobilaji has the best playlist on anyone, like of anyone I've ever met. He really, there's a lot of upkeep involved. They're yeah. constantly evolving. They're hundreds of joints long, yeah. and there's a bunch of them. Yeah, I just came back from Nigeria. I was in Nigeria for the New weekend. jams? What? Who's popping techno? It's called the Newer Est. The Af- Newer Est. <laughs> Afrique Jams. Everyone sp- follow my Spotify. What? Yeah. You'll get what you need out of life. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. Tell them, Will. All, uh, I can't say enough. About- All 13 vibes this episode are just Mobilaji Spotify, 1 through 13. I think it's 87 mixes on there. Oh, try me. Okay, so then you're 18 years old, <laughs> and you move to New York City. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, basically. I was 18 years old, yeah, and I moved to New York City. Do I know but your I, biography I, was, better than you do no, at this No, but there point? was a, there, I have to say that there was a bit of a switch in the middle that was very crucial. Tell me. I graduated 17. I didn't want to go to college because I thought it was a waste of money, my parents' money, and I'm like, I don't know what I was going to do. I had an option to go to Hampton University, which the ratio from guys to girls like 7 to 1. I was like, nah. <laughs> if I do no that, thanks. my life is going to be somewhere that I don't want it to be. Yeah. So instead of that, instead of going to college, I could have gone to college for sure. I could have got my SATs are decent. I went to, I went to live with my sister, where where I moved to the DMV, uh, at, which is Northern Virginia. Right. She went to College Park University of Maryland. I lived with her for like two semesters, and I went to. PG Community College, which is easier than high school, yo. Yeah. <laughs> easier than high school, and I got into a lot of foolishness there. That's that's why I knew that I shouldn't have gone to Hamptons particularly. Anyway, whatever. But in that time, for some reason, I started shopping at vintage stores in Maryland. Yeah. And that's that I think is what kind of where you where it clicked. Where it kind of clicked like, hmm, the fly stuff is the old stuff. Right. <laughs> And it's With cheaper. all due respect to the baby gap. <laughs> <laughs> and it's cheaper. And that was what was interesting to me because I was like, it's cheaper, you know? So it's, I'm sorry, it's more inexpensive. More affordable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. More affordable. Got to remember the right But buzzwords. at that time, you weren't, if people see you nowadays, they will often see you wearing garments that you procured in Africa, prints. Yeah, and pieces from that those regions, but that at that time later. that came you weren't you weren't dipped. That in the came that came later. Yeah, I w- it wasn't like that. And yeah. when I first at seventeen, once I started getting into vintage, and I kind of mixed vintage preppy ish. That was the beginning of that was the beginning of now. I would say. So when I met Mobilaji, he had baby dreads. They weren't that baby. <laughs> <laughs> he had dreads. I was four years old. I in, guess I'll know. give you that. Yeah, okay. It, you had, he had dreads. He had uh, jeans with a little flare on them. Little flare? Woo, yeah. It was like the 70s. Yeah, definitely straight 70s. Heavy 70s. Yo, my pants are up to my belly button. 
high waisted pants. <laughs> yeah. I went to vintage zone for sure. Deep you know? vintage leather jackets, tank tops. What? But like real retro, not just Clarks. like not just vintage, but like No, the lifestyle. The whole thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, for sure. And no one else was The photos like of him and Mordecai from that era are uh, yeah, priceless. I mean, me and Mordecai. I don't know I if the internet's ready for the photos of you and like, Mordecai from early 2000s. I wish day? me and Mordecai used to work at Lucky Brand Jeans when we when I was 21, and we used to little known facts. We used to we used to, we used to Mr. Mort Mordecai. We used to go outside on our break, and let's just say smoke jazz cigarettes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we used to smoke some wacky tobacco on our break and come back giggling. I mean, me and Mordecai were, me and Mordecai used to go to the Maury Povert show back in 01, 02. <laughs> Me and well, Mordecai yeah, what were, were you doing in the early 2000s? Uh, me and my man were going to the Maury Povich show. <laughs> <laughs> me and Mordecai, I'll never forget, me and Mordecai went to the Maury Povich show <laughs> in, so in 2001, I believe, in a limo provided by <laughs> provided for us by the Maury Povich show. And we were, sticking, we were wilding out on Eastern Parkway in a limo going to Maury Povich show. Yo, it was wild, man. Those are Wait, wild why days. Why did they send a limo for you? Because they need people in the audience, yo. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> they send limos to pick them up. <laughs> No, it was amazing. It was amazing times. Uh, you know. Excuse me. Excuse me. Would you two guys be interested in tomorrow's Maury Povich show? <laughs> you got a limousine. What? <laughs> they got Co 45s in that limo. Um. All right. So how did you? Uh, how did you get oh, linked yeah, in so with I the fader? Uh. Yeah. So I kept. Uh, hmm. What was I doing? Oh wait a minute. I came here and I went to school for fashion marketing. That's what I That's forgot right. to mention. School called LIM. And then I was like, hmm, I'm not even sure whether I went to school for two years or whether I went to school for a year and a half. I'm not sure because, I don't know, maybe some of those cigarettes. Um, it's, it's, it's lost in the, uh, the the file cabinets of LIM. Yeah, but once I got to New York, I was like, I mean, I was ready. My first first couple of weeks in New York, I went to a fashion show straight up. I was sneaking into fashion shows. Back then, they were at Bryant Park. I mean, we would take... Uh, we would take uh, limousine. <laughs> the Maury Povich limo. Yeah. yeah, our first field trip. First so week. Maury Povich gave us a limousine, and we just kept that. <laughs> the driver and everything. They would come restock the bar, and we would just keep riding. What Coke forty five? Yeah, I went to school for fashion marketing, and then uh, yeah, I started assisting, and the uh, the fader. So I was in a couple of music videos, and I met a guy named Andrew Dosimu, who was like a stylist. In the early '90s, and now as a photographer, uh, shot the ASAP Rocky cover. Exactly, taking it back. What? And I was ironically in a music video that Angie directed. This is this is how '70s I was. I was in a music video that Angie directed on the corner where I happen to live now. It's kind of crazy. Fifteen years ago, same corner, different vibes. Fifteen different vibes. Um, and I met Andrew, and he was ending his styling career, and I was like, "Yo, dogs." Let me have your career. Yo, dogs. <laughs> you be a photographer. Home. I'll just. I'm like, yo, I'm trying to get that corporate lunch, yo. What's yeah. up? And um, yeah, we hooked up. We've been working together ever since. And one day, I was working part time at Adidas. I was like, I was styling though. I was assisting here. Andrew, a lady named Pamela Watson, assisting. It's so funny, man. I anyway, that's too much. Well, but, uh, just having flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm having flashbacks. Like, oh, and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, what was I saying? Uh, maybe we're getting to that oh, yeah, that yeah, Outcast Fader. cover that yeah, you yeah, styled. Exactly, Fader. Divided Souls. Andrew asked me one day. Don't you know all the issue numbers? Was that 18? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 21? That was, that, was, that was 18. 18. Yeah. 21, 18. 21 was the one, and 21 was something else, a different life. 18 <laughs> was Outcast, yeah. 
and uh, I shot that with Andrew. That was like Love Below uh, Speaker right. Box era exactly. Outcast Fader cover. Yeah, that was very interesting. On the beach. That was very that interesting. That was the first cover you styled? That was the first cover, yeah, it was the first cover I ever styled. First story you ever styled or just first cover? First cover I've ever styled. Let's change history. Let's just say you came in with a cover story. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just no. just walked in, in with a cover I mean, story. I was, first, I was, you know, I was pretty young. Yeah. I was 22 up in the joint. Like, what up? Yeah. I was, yo, it was interesting. You know, we shot on the beach. Um, I definitely, uh, yeah, it was an interesting, it was an interesting first cover, but it was cool. It was and then cool. you spent 10 years traveling the world, yeah. Fader Magazine, Ten doing years, films. 11, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we were starting GQ Style. Yep. I called you up. I said, let's do this thing. He said, yeah, let's do this Yeah, thing. Yeah, I was like, let's do it. And here we are. Corporate and then Will called me, if I can insert myself, because yeah, we should talk, talk about, about me for a second. But No, but <laughs> no this podcast was was starting to drag, because we hadn't <laughs> talked about you in a while. Noah, when did, what happened when I called you? Listen, no, but um, when Will, when we were talking in the early, early days before before we all came together as the family we are now, you told me you had that Mobilaji was on board. Yeah. As the fashion editor for GQ Style, and I was like, cool, where do I sign? Yeah, that was it. That I'm sealed down. the deal. I'm in. Holla. It was part of the uh, offer package from yeah. there on out. I was like, uh, Sam, nice to meet you. Um, <laughs> I've got good news for you. Mobilaji Dawadu will be our fashion director. Can I hire you? Sam said yes, and that was it. And now we have the dream team. Dream team. Sam found out later. We're going to revise that history, too. <laughs> have you guys talked to Sam yet? Like this? We always into the microphone. He doesn't need a microphone. Uh, Sam okay. SHP, you can't take him away from that the uh, control room. Yeah, he's got to be in. He's in charge of the lab. He's on okay. the boards. Okay, okay. Um, Aji, where should we go next? Where should our next far flung shoot be? You got any vibes? India. 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 Hundred percent. Go to India, yo. Uh, okay, let's do it. Yep. Uh, you heard it here first. Just forget that we told you that until whatever issue comes out. Um, before we get into 13 Vibes, Mobilaji, um, what's when I just say GQ style shoot that comes to mind off the top, what is it? Brad Pitt. <laughs> Brad Pitt. There's only one Brad Pitt. Just like everybody else. Why does that one stand out? Because Brad Pitt is the man. Yeah. And uh, people haven't seen him in a while since he got divorced and stuff. And, you know, went to his crib, went to his parks around uh america yeah it's pretty interesting man and he's how would you how would you describe his relationship to the to the styling (laughs) he was open to it man he was he was kind of cool because you know brad pitt's brad pitt so i think brad pitt knows how to get into character yeah and there was one thing he kept saying to me though (laughs) (laughs) do it every time he would wear something that it's not something he would normally wear. He would be like, Mobilaji, Mobilaji, I'm I'm trusting you. I got kids. I got kids. <laughs> so it was just funny because, you know. You guys he, were connecting on some dad shit. He yeah. was like, dude, you can't play me out. I have yeah. The youth are on the line He was here. like, yeah, I have kids. And I was like, yo, guess what, Brad Pitt? So do I. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Go ahead. Nah, nah, I was about to say something, but I don't need to. It is time for 13 Vibes, our not-so-fast lightning round. Sam, hit the effects, man. 13 uh, this, is the, this is the Mobilaji episode of Corporate Lunch, so Mobilaji, kick it off. Tell us a vibe, man. Yeah, uh, I'm going to have to go with Heat Tech. 
Heat Tech. Heat Tech, yo. What's that? That's the the uh, proprietary Uniqlo warm underlayers? That's Uniqlo, Uniqlo Long Johns, man. You make it complicated. <laughs> That's Uniqlo Long Johns. <laughs> I've never been to a Uniqlo. <laughs> <laughs> Uniqlo Long Johns, that keep you warmer than Long Johns, man, but synthetic. So... That's a vibe. It's called hardcore. Today. A little gift from our fashion director to you, the people. Noah, what's up? Um, all right, I'm going to do one uh, on a totally different note real quick. There was a, a viral in, uh, internet phenomenon that just occurred with um, this short story that was published in the New Yorker called Cat Person. Cat Person. It's, it, I don't want, we don't need to get into the controversy behind it, but you should, you should read it. It's by a first-time young writer named Kristen Rupinian. Uh, one of the only last name. one of the only viral fiction pieces of all time. It, yeah, and so I'm a big fiction reader, and I love short stories. So I just my vibe is just going to be I'm just going to read off some of my favorite short story writers. Great, and then people can go read them because we're talking because short fiction is now part of the like the dialogue. Short fiction is hot right now, so let's capitalize on that. All right, mine are Barry Hanna, cosine, Alice Munro, cosine, and Wells Tower. Super cosine. Just three that I Everything loved. ravaged, everything burned. Yeah, one of my favorite short story books. What's your favorite Barry Hanna? Airships? Airships. Yeah. Why overthink it, right? It's, you don't have to like get into proprietary this. The, Airships is, is the is the <laughs> Uniqlo Airships is the Uniqlo Long Johns of Barry Hanna. The books. point of that comment is that I've never been to a Uniqlo. Really? No, I have, but I don't buy things there. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Saucy. Oh. All right, my uh, he wears fruit of the loom long johns. <laughs> my first vibe is um, I buy CDs when I'm traveling. Okay, so here's what happens. Here's what happens. You go to you, you're traveling for work. You go you pick up the Avis rental rental car. Like you may or may not have the the necessary tech to plug into your Spotify, and maybe this is an opportunity to get outside of your playlist, even if you're Mobilaji Dow and you have the longest playlist of all time. <laughs> so what I do, like I was in San Francisco and L.A. both times, I stopped by Amoeba Music. I, I hit the the, uh, the the bargain CD bins, and I buy five albums that I like have some relationship to, but don't know as well as I might. And then I just ride to those for the for the trip. CD, in and out of the changer. CD, compact disc. You leave them in the car when you return it, or you sometimes. Bring them home? Uh, no, I've done that. <laughs> I feel I've like done you that. Gotta leave them in the <laughs> yeah. No, you just bless it. the next person with yeah. like an early Cat Power <laughs> album. Yeah. Uh, Spaceman Three. No, actually, it was a spiritualized. You know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Back to you, my dude. Yo, I'm gonna uh, piggy bank, piggy back. Sorry, piggy back, p- piggy bank corporate lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm thinking about Hit that corporate lunch. <laughs> um, I'm gonna piggy back on you about the music thing and talk about Shazam. That's a vibe. Oh man, you while know, traveling, people people always try to play you when you're Shazamming in the club, and I'm like, nah, B. This is the only time you're gonna know that song if you don't Shazam that joint. Mobilaji will be on the dance floor in a small place, a small bar in Kampala, Uganda, dancing and shazamming. It works consistently. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's no. effective. We gotta get, yeah. All I mean, the if, Afro if, pop shit, it what? finds all that Heck shit. Yeah. I just read that Apple's buying Shazam. Is that they right? They do. Yeah. Like 400 million, I think. So, so we were like in the club in Kampala. Mobilaji shazamming his ass off, and then the next day we're just riding to all that riding. stuff. Riding. No, man. Yeah. People, you know. Dude, that is a jewel. People always try to play me, especially, I don't know, my my lady friend always trying to play me when I'm shazamming in the club, and I'm like, mm, you here listening to these mixes, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> what do you got, Noah? Um, all right. The next vibe is to trust your gut, because I just had a 
Deep. freaking debacle with my tailor that just hurts me to my core. I brought Ooh. a couple jackets to my tailor. They start, he starts pinning them. Yes, the two pieces from Caruso. He starts pinning them, and I'm like, man, this feels a little snug. Let it out a little bit. He's like, uh, he didn't want to, but he did a little bit. And I was like, you know, it's really feeling, I really want a relaxed fit here. These are my winter jackets. Yes. I want sweaters underneath. I got I'm kids. Just, I'm, I'm just all about easy fits now anyway. And he and the other guy working at the tailor shop, which I, I love this tailor, and I, I will keep going back. But they convinced me that it needed these adjustments. So I went with it. I went and picked them up a week later. They're both way too tight. Too Whoa, snug. That's whack. Way too tight. Damn. Put they them back. A- They're fixing yeah, it. They okay. left the fabric in there. It's all good. But I knew yeah, that you they were gone too with your tight, gut the first and time. I didn't trust my gut. I rolled with it. I let them convince me. And I hope I never make that mistake again. That's why I'm saying it on the air right now, Corporate Lunch. <laughs> we'll hold 15. you accountable. Hold me accountable. Everyone hold Noah accountable. I said it on episode 15, and I'm going to live it for the rest of my life. Um, I'm going with the concept. Uh, it's kind of like a... a a productivity concept known as pipeline concept. And that is mm. if you're trying to get more stuff done, if you're trying to get a grip of shit done, you just set up pipelines and you just start the things going. It's almost like a momentum vibe, right? Mm-hmm. So for instance, we were really busy with GQ style. We're always really busy with GQ style. And we were like, we want to, we want to do a podcast. Corporate lunch is like, it needs to happen. So what did we do? We just started it. It didn't like actually make sense. It, w- it wasn't figured out in the schedule. We were just like, let's just start this thing. Let's build it in a way that we can keep it going, and let's just keep it going. So that's like dropping something into the pipeline and then just like committing to it through action. Does that make sense? Yeah. So instead of being like, oh, man, we should maybe like have six to eight meetings and like look at a calendar and right. talk about how we can build this thing out the right way in a way that's livable for all of us, um, we just did it. Yeah. And once you get something going – it can it can take on momentum of its own, and that can be what carries it. Hence, I'm, here we are. I'm also yeah. True. I'm I'm also learning a second language. Like I don't, and it's not going that well, but I'm working on it. <laughs> and I don't really have time to be doing that, but I'm just doing it, and I'm gonna f- and figuring else everything else as I go. Does that make sense? It's commitment and follow through, but it's it's about starting with those intentions and setting it up in a way that you can commit and follow through. Yeah, and then it's about momentum. Yeah. What do you got, Mabaji? Uh, my next vibe is. Something that I meant to say in my last vibe, which is, uh, oh, yeah, about that Shazam thing. I was in Nigeria over the weekend, yeah. and I was uh, walking down the street. I was in front of my grandmother's house, and some dude, you know, cats sell stuff on their head, was walking by with hats or caps on fila. Fila is what we call it in Nigeria. And he came down. I mean, he brought it down, and I was looking through the caps. He brought what? The basket off his head. It wasn't a basket. It was a bag. Yeah, bag, a bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some some prayer prayer uh, prayer rugs on his shoulder. He brought them down, and and yo, he had a music playing in his pocket. Yeah, you shazammed his ass. Me, listen, <laughs> you just shazammed some peddling house. Yeah, yeah. Walking down the street on my grandmother's in Sulere, Lagos, Nigeria, and we he couldn't speak, and all he could speak was dollars. I mean, not dollars, but naira yeah. currency. So we were going back and forth. With the hats. And I was like, wait a minute. Um, What's this jam? What is that in your pocket? And now, you know, a little bit of broken English. She was like, okay. He bought a little, like, little modern Nokia. Not yeah. quite a smartphone. Yeah. It was yeah. a smart Nokia. Yeah. Back in the day joint. <laughs> and I was trying to write down the name. He was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I was Every time I would I would look through the hats and I would be like, yo, what? Did, you got to give me the name of that. So he 
took his phone out. He was in the middle of us selling the hats. He was trying to make his bread, too. And then I was like, forget this, yo. I went up to his phone, and I shazammed it. <laughs> oh! Oh! Well, on the street in Nigeria, a dude selling caps on the street, and I'm shazamming from his Nokia. And you know what? It picked it up, and I'm listening to that shit in my office right now. I listened to it on the way to what was it? You Shazammed his smartphone that could never it. in a million years run Shazam. Never in a million years. I I don't know how to pronounce it. All right. Well, but, we, we, yeah. we got to hear this joint. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. No, what's up? Next vibe, latkes. You know oh, latkes man, are? tis the season. Do Pot- we know what latkes are? Potato pancakes. <laughs> the, the, it's um, it's Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah, everybody. So I'm just going to shout out um, latkes. I like them with sour shout cream and apple Shout out to Mordecai. Yeah. Happy Hanukkah. Um, onions and onions, yeah. yeah. The difference between a latka and a hash brown is that um, latkes have egg in them. Damn right. Um, I'm going with scarves, just scarves in general. Scarves, scarves are a vibe to me. I for years resisted scarves. I was like, they're I don't know. You you spend money on it, you lose it. You it drags on the floor in the bar and picks up somebody else's weird beer. Like there's nothing. Scarves are just like too much to deal with. Uh, incorrect answer. Scarves that keep you warm. They add to your vibes. They bring a uh, welcoming vibes. winter layer. Mm. Uh, scarf, very important. If you're resistant to scarves, get over yourself and get into some scarves. Yeah. Protect your neck. Protect, Protect your, your neck. neck. And that never ask anybody up. how to tie it. Just put it yeah. on. Like yeah. what? Just yeah. wrap it around. Tie Make what? It Just put it Make on. Make it yours. Yeah. Uh, the next thing I was going to say, if you travel anywhere around the world for – it's the holiday season if you go somewhere around the world now or just in general. Uh, get some things tailor-made. Once you True. get things tailor-made, your life will not be the same. When you come back to America, it will help when you're shopping and when you're buying things that are ready-made. It will help how you, how things fit, how to understand how things fit. If you go somewhere where your dollar goes far, <laughs> get some stuff tailor-made. Because I would say the reason why most people don't get things tailor-made because it's wildly expensive. If you travel, get some things tailor-made. Wait, let's break this down a little bit. So, like, let's say I'm going someplace for five days for the holidays. Is the is the deal, like, basically land, start doing a little research, find a tailor, go there, get measured, get them started, and by the time you're leaving town, you'll be able to ready to pick up? Oh, you got them dollars. They're going to make that joint. If yeah. they can make it, they will make it. Yeah, land, you know, land there. Find somebody stylish, ask them where they go. Yeah, or either go into town. Go land, go into town, see where the textiles are, where the market is, ask somebody. I mean, a few a few places. Anywhere in, uh, I mean, Senegal, you go to Dakar, Senegal, you go to Nigeria, uh, you go to Kampala, Uganda, you go to Bangkok, Thailand is a big place for it. Uh, Hoi An, Vietnam, Vietnam is a huge place for it. India, huge places for it. If you go to these places, uh, places like Peru, Get some stuff tailor-made. And don't be scared. Just roll in there and work it out. Roll in there and work it out. Yeah. You spent $15 at one of these boutique hotels for a drink? Get yourself a tailor-made dashiki (laughs) or some pants. Smarten up. It's 2018. Smarten up. The world is small, y'all. Get cultured. No, what's up? Um, I love nothing more than just completely unnecessary, stupid collaborations between two ridiculous brands that do shit just to make people talk and laugh. And my favorite one right now (laughs) is Palace. 
the yeah. everybody's favorite European skateboard brand has a bottle of vodka out with Ciroc right now. <laughs> oh, wow. So just get yourself a bottle of Shout Palace, out to Diddy. Shout out to Ciroc. Lev. I just like, T- Diddy that, and take Lev. That, take that. <laughs> take Did, that. I want Lev. Puff and Palace need to just throw a party. Only serve yeah, yeah, Ciroc, yeah, yeah, Palace yeah. vodka. And then never talk to each other again. And invite uh, me. Uh, uh, and invite uh, uh, Noah uh, Johnson. He's going to drink that shit. Um, I was in L.A. and my friend Devin... Devin Troy Strother, he played me this. He played me a Pierre Bourne song. I didn't know anything about Pierre Bourne, but he's the kid who made the Magnolia beat, mm. and he's got a song called Blessings. And it was a, it was, a, it, it was not only a vibe; it was a blessing to me during my recent travels through L.A. Um, Mabalaji, will you bring this home? The last and thirteenth vibe. All right, last and thirteenth vibe. I'm gonna have to uh, give it up to Noah Johnson being a new dad and seeing his kid <laughs> on. God. Instagram stories, a beautiful little girl. Shout out to Noah. He's doing his thing. Next chapter in life. Thanks, Papa. We got to end the vibes. Holiday season, like that. Uh, the Mobilaji Dawadu episode of Corporate, Corporate Lunch, 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 Lunch ends right there. Thanks, Mobilaji. Hey. It only took 15 tries. <laughs>